Hatcher, the first in our Mulligan episodes. That's right. Well, it's like uh, what's it like Star Wars? We we're gonna now we're going back to the beginning. Yeah, that's a good we, way. We look started. At it. In this the is the prequel. Of, yeah, we started in the middle of the series. Right, right, right. All right, do we just go start? What yeah. are we doing? Yeah, let's just start. All right. Do Hi, it. my name is Hatch. <laughs> Have you missed? Hi, Hatch. Do you miss my voice? I had a mulligan a few years ago. All right, so we're going to start off kind of with a, a leadership, maybe, mulligan. This is a cautionary tale of something not to do. Uh, so I had... Hence mulligan. Hence mulligan. <laughs> I was a firefighter on this crew uh, a couple of years prior. And I would not call this a... Um, Busy crew. This was a little. Uh, oh, I'm a little too close. Okay, well, it's disgusting. Re- you don't. It, nobody would have known I if you hadn't said down. anything. I can down. You were on a crew years ago. I, yeah, I was on a crew uh, a couple years prior to make an officer. And uh, this is not a very busy station. Uh, a lot of kind of. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't know how many calls a year, but it, it wasn't very busy. I think I was there for like two or three years, and maybe had one fire with this crew, so it wasn't wow. very busy at all. And uh, anyway. I was uh, scratching the entire time to get out uh, to go to a busier company. I I definitely have enjoyed uh, working at busier places. So I get promoted to lieutenant and immediately get sent back to the exact same crew, exact same (laughs) shift. Uh, And it's about half. It's about half of the people that were there before than half of new ones. And so, you know, brand new lieutenant, you know, just gung-ho, wanting to make a difference, trying to do things, you know, with a crew that doesn't run a whole lot and stuff like that. And, you know, maybe a little retired on duty in some regards. Right. And so I'd come in, you know, with ideas and stuff. And I'd always be respectful. I'd go to the captain. I'm like, hey, you know, I have an idea. Let's, you know, pull hose off today or whatever, blah, blah. And, okay, let's do it. So I remember I kind of got into a... Um, an argument or, or whatever I, I was having, trying to get the guys to you know be at the muster table, ready to go with the gear by the truck by seven o'clock. I know it's unreasonable expectation, uh, <laughs> but this is this is what I was telling I'm him. And, 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 I, and I went with the captain. I told him first, and he, he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, let's do that." So this one uh, senior driver is like, "You've changed. You've changed. You're a company man now. You're not the same person." I said, no, I hadn't changed. I always thought you guys sucked when I was here before, but I couldn't do anything about it back then. So Was that the comment? That, that is exactly what came out of my mouth. <laughs> do not do that. Just because you think it. Yeah, yeah. It did not go well at all, and it really set off for a good six to nine months of me versus them. Uh, right. You know, which is not the way you really want to work it. Uh, you definitely want to try and cherish the station cohesiveness as much as possible. I mean, I'm not saying don't do your job or, you know, don't hold them accountable. But there's a certain family dynamic that always needs to be important in a firehouse, in my opinion. And so when you really kind of call them out bluntly like that, and that's really my personality, and I was still... I was still in the mode of firefighter or and driver where I'm not right. thinking about the power of my words and what I'm saying. Just and when I said it, 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 it was like, oh, my gosh. Uh, it, it definitely dropped a bomb in that whole thing. So I, I tell new officers, you know, not everybody approaches the job the same way that you do. You know, so they all are motivated by different things. And, and just kind of bear that in mind before you open your mouth and insert your foot like I did. So that would be my mulligan there. Don't do that. Well, can I ask? So Come if on. you have this, are you? Can we start asking questions? Yeah, yeah, now? yeah. Please. So if you let's say you have this new officer, 
let's see. gung-ho, uh-huh. and they've landed in this location. They've landed in this new home that has its own environment, its own nuances, its family. What does that new officer need to do first? What do they need to do? How do they start to interact with that crew? Perfect scenario. What does that officer do? I don't know. I didn't know it was a Mr. Answer Man I, here. <laughs> well, I'm curious think, because we see a lot of officers that have this idea, and then they don't understand that they are landing in a place that already is established in a lot of ways. The to. culture of that station is established. How they operate right. is established. You are the one coming into that. And to think that you are going to just... You have to go into it and accept it for what it is and listen and get the pulse and figure out. Find out how you fit. It's not an immediate change. No, it's not. It's incremental. It's small little changes that build up into a grand change. And and like I said, I would tell people all the time, it's, it's, it's very exhausting because your job as an officer to find out. Exactly what motivates Shane, you know, what kind of makes him tick and, you know, what what he's... I'm pretty he, easy, by the way. Right. Yeah, let's say it's for you, it's money. You know, you're all about the money and whatever. And let's say Shane is all about the recognition. So what I use to motivate, I can't do it for the crew because it may not be the same for you. And so it's exhausting to constantly right. be playing this chess game of how it's moving around. And that's, to me, this is if you're trying to be a good officer. I mean, yes, you can come in and hold them accountable for exactly what the rules say. But you are not going to get – you're going to get compliance. You're not going to get loyalty. Loyalty is what you're looking for because loyalty is going to get you compliance when nobody's looking. When nobody's making them do it, they're going to do it because they feel they're part of something. Compliance is they're just going to do it because you're making them do it, in my opinion. So that's what you're looking for, for, in my opinion, as a good officer. When you come in, what do you do? What would you do different now? That that group is there. You're a new officer. You've landed in this this environment. How do you – now what do you do? So like like Bill said, you know, you've got to look at the dynamic of what's going on. You have to learn personality. Start listening more, talking a little bit less. So it's truly a recon observation phase. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously With you have to lead in direction. Right, right. So you have to lead in some instances and stuff. But yeah, I think it's a lot. Of, I remember I went to a, a station as a captain after I'd learned this valuable, painful lesson. Uh, I went to another station and uh, as a lieutenant, and then I got promoted to captain. And in the very first guy I met when I walked into the door, I could tell this was a very confrontational person. And I was like, either this guy and me are gonna, me and him going to hit it off, or this is going to be a problem. Right. And uh, so I asked him one day, I said, uh, what kind of uh, training do you guys do? And he said, not really any at all. I said, all right, what kind of training do you want to do? And I kept asking him questions like this. And he said, why are you asking me? I said, well, this isn't a democracy, but I want you to have a say-so when it happens in your station. And that's kind of how I worded it to him. And it worked well with him. And I kind of realized in him that if I could if I could get him on the same page, and I never wanted to like disrespect him. Like I could hold him accountable for rules, but he was more uh, motivated by the personal interaction. So he had a situation, gosh, we're going on like 30 uh, mulligans here, uh, where he hadn't shaven. And I thought about it. So I said something in the morning, and I said something about him shaving. Whatever. He's like, all right, right. So somehow we just missed each other for the rest of the day, and I saw him like, right there late at night or right before shift change and I was like you still didn't shave he's like yeah you're right you know sorry about that or something like that and I thought about it and I was like if I told him all right you know I'm gonna write you up then it's gonna be me against him you know and I'm drawing a line in the sand and basically what I said is you know it personally offends me that I say something to you and you take it so and you disregard it so easily that meant more to him that I, he had offended me personally right. than he had broken a rule right. Right. But I knew that about him. So I had taken time to figure out 
and that didn't happen overnight. No, no, it didn't. Right. But it, it, and that's why I say it's, it's exhausting. It's a lot of work as a good officer to really pay attention and kind of be that psychologist a little bit about right. what makes everybody tick. Uh, but you know, some people don't want to put that kind of effort into it. I think you have chosen a very tough road if you do not want to put forth that type of effort as yeah. an officer well, or as a leader. We've said, Bill's heard me say this, I've said it over and over, any time that you start up the ranks, if it would be easy if you just didn't care. If you didn't care what people thought, I didn't care how you interacted, I just you do what I say, it's an right. easy job. It is, it is. But the fact that you do care and that you do want to shape people and make things better and try to do better, it is exhausting. It gets right. exhausting. Yeah. But that's part of it. I mean, that's what you signed up for, and that's, you know, you, we owe it to, to do the best we can at it and move I think, on. I think the mistake that, that you end up making going into that situation is that you go in thinking they suck. And so you, you well, no, no, <laughs> but I mean, on it, maybe. <laughs> you, you go into it no, thinking. It was, it was verbalizing it. <laughs> think, but you go okay. into it thinking. I've got to do something to fix this. Right. There, is pro- there are problems here. And we here. get into this idea that everyone's looking and the timer's running on me, and if to they don't do see something. me do something, then everybody's right. going to think I suck. And in reality, you've got to you got to spend that time. And, and, you know, there was an officer, our newly promoted captain, who uh, was talking to me, and he had heard that he might be sent to Station X, you know. And he did not want to go to Station X because Station X sucks. They don't do this. They don't do that. They, you know, they're not motivated, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to go there. And I was trying to tell him, you know, if you're telling me this, you've told other people this, when it gets back to them that you think they suck. You've just made your job about 100 times more difficult. Exactly. You know, you're not going to be able to get done what you wanted to get done. Yeah, as as going forward, like when I got transferred as a lieutenant to another station in the battalion, uh, I still had like that pressure relief out where I had to kind of get it out, but I did the whole many a truth is said in jest kind of thing. Right. You know, so I'd like sit on the truck. I lived there a lot. Yeah, I'd sit on the <laughs> truck and I'd listen to the two drivers talking the headsets, and I'd be like, these guys are idiots. And they're like, what'd you say? I was like, oh, is the mic still on? I'm sorry about that. You know, and I do stuff like that. You know, so I'm kind of letting it out a little bit, but I would, I would just make a joke out of it. And, uh, and oh my goodness. a funny anecdote from that. So uh, I had a situation where we were going to have to do hydrants on the truck, a tiller. You know, so it's two drivers and the officer. And the way they had done it with the captain, to me, it was very disrespectful to the captain. They made the captain get off, flush it. Grease right. it and paint it himself. They didn't. They would never get off, and he would never say anything about it. Right. I'm way more confrontational than that. I'm willing to do my part, yes, but I'm not doing are. everything. <laughs> so I, I had met this uh, special ed teacher, and we were having this discussion about this. So I'm like, well, how can I get these individuals to do something different, but not cause a huge situation? And she said, well, we'll do what we do with our kids. We give them two choices. We just make one choice so bad that we know they won't choose it. Right. Hmm, how can I take this? Yeah, so I go back to the station the next shift, and I'm like, uh, hey, we've got to get out and do hydrants today. We have to do 30. That's what the chief wants us to do. Uh, so my suggestion is we each do 10, and we just rotate out positions. You know, I right. used to be a driver, and, you know, everybody does a fair amount. Or we can do 50, and you guys do them all. <laughs> yeah, that 30 sounds awesome. Is. <laughs> no problems. <laughs> Speed up right over. And I was like, man, that works awesome. <laughs> so. These teachers are so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have a lot in common. 
Well, I think I think your point about identifying that, you know, there's always when you get to the station, there's always somebody still there who's top dog. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. they, they are like they're, they're the informal leader, yep. informal leader, and you need to get in sync with them. Absolutely, some, or it's going to be a very very yeah. tough road. Yeah, I agree. 100%. They, they've already got the guys, uh, you know, behind them. Yeah, if you come in, you know, trying to gut stomp them, then yeah, yeah it's going to be a fight on your hands, yeah. and, I, it, and it won't go well. It needs to be win. that. You know, where you, during that observational period where you're sitting back and you're going, okay, well, uh, you know, this is how they do this and this is how they do that. And then if it turns into something where you're just like, you know, let's say you get into the station and you find out that they're not doing reports after the call, they're, they're saving them for next shift. And that's not how you want to do it. And that's where you say, you know what, guys, I know this is how you've been doing it, but I think we can get this done you know, this way, and right. this is this is actually let's let's try doing this for a little bit, and that's that little small, you know, yeah. I've just changed one little thing about how we're doing it, which is gonna like a domino. It's gonna start changing other things, and you know, um, I remember a captain coming into a station, and he was not happy with how we did territory, and he waited for a while. He was there for a while before he finally went. You know, this doesn't seem right. Let's we're gonna devote some real time to. You know, maybe looking at this a little differently. Yeah, yeah. But he waited. You know, so it wasn't disrespectful. It was just, hey, look, we're gonna try. I think that's probably one of the biggest mistakes that new new officers make is that they come in exactly like I said, thinking that there's this unrealistic expectation of we want to see you do something now. Right. We want you to fix this. Right. That's and that's unrealistic, and that's not what's happening. Right. So. I don't necessarily want you to fix it. I want you to lead it. Yeah. You know, and that may be that incremental change, you know, here and there until everybody starts, you know, going on the same I, direction. I was told, and I, and I, this person that told me this, I just have a tremendous amount of respect for him because it makes sense. And, and the more we talk about these things, it makes sense. You know, when you come into that new environment as an officer, whether it be a captain, a chief, or so forth bigger and bigger whatever the reality of it is is that there's a large percentage of your time 90 or 95 percent of that time is just keeping the boat afloat right like just do the things that keep it afloat don't worry about the major change stuff those are the little tink 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 little directional changes you make along the way just keep it afloat because if i put you in a new environment and you sink the damn ship this was a fail right so Keep the boat afloat. Pay attention to what's happening. Right. Find out where. Learn where you can make those little adjustments to start influencing that change, that directional change, that that really the attitude change. Basically everything. But if you don't keep the boat afloat, it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, I think too uh, that that whole family aspect. If they're not eating dinners together before you get there, you need to change that. And even if it's you know you're the one doing the cooking, whatever. That whole family atmosphere to me, I think, is vital to a successful station because that it's that accountability on another level. It's that whole personal. I don't want to let that person down. You know, I, I may not be able to turn. Holy smokes! I'm, How did you do that? I don't know. <laughs> I may not be able to turn a, a, a firefighter from a lamb into a lion and, and put courage in his heart, but I can have it where he feels bad about personally letting me down, and that may be able to get the the extra edge on the scene that I need. And so I think a lot of people don't get that concept. So that that's something I always want them to try and develop right. is that personal relationship. You know, 
do off-duty things together, activities together if you can, if y'all can build that type of environment so that you guys feel like a family. You want to be a unit. You're accountable to that unit. I think that's a, another key component. Yeah. I think we, eating together is huge. Oh, I do too. But you can't come in as a new captain to a crew that doesn't eat together and go, but Today we're eating. You I'm gotta, putting my foot down. Yeah, Every yeah. night we are going to eat together. <laughs> You're going to have to slow play that yeah, a little bit. Exactly. Yeah, you got to really get that thing to change in and, there. You know, maybe it's a diet thing and nobody, you know, you got two guys that eat, want to eat different, you know, they're eating super healthy, they're whatever. and But they know. all should still do it, sit at the table together. Well, even and if so that, what, that yeah. might be the compromise. Right. Instead of right. we're all cooking the same food, let's but you all gotta, just sit but down you gotta, at the same you gotta, time. you got to work that in. Slowly. And there's a lot of things, too. I see uh, a lot of great crews that I've been with, you know, even when the meal's over, they don't get up immediately to do dishes. They have family time. Right. right, they talk and you know we, you oh, we bust played, each other's chops and stuff like played that. Played cards for dishes, yeah, and that went on for an hour and a half. <laughs> just, just man up and wash the dishes. Well, that. it wasn't about who had to wash the dishes; it was about sitting down and playing I know, cards. I know, I know. So, so that's a that's those those intangibles that we don't put in books for new officers right. that that I think is a very very important to the success of how your crew runs, and really it's just has nothing to do with a mulligan or anything. It's, I just think that's very important. <laughs> no, I think it's part of a mulligan because you didn't do it in the beginning. Now you're redoing it. Yeah, yeah. I you came would and, do it different. I came and kicked the senior guy in the teeth yeah. and said, hey, how you like that? that but he kind of called me out a little bit, so it was a little pushback on my part. But it was immature. I, should, I shouldn't have done it like right. that. It was, I, I definitely tell people, and I'm being completely serious, as a cautionary tale, don't do this. You know, this right. you know, Even if you're thinking it, don't, don't say it. I've said some pretty outlandish things before. I would not say do that again. Sorry, are we ready to get on my regular, my real actual incident one? That was just a just a play around. Oh, that was a, wow, that was a was precursor. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Oh, I actually have an incident one. That was really oh. just more to be funny. Oh, sorry if well, it wasn't we spent funny. Twenty minutes on your pretend one. Well, I didn't no, I know you guys good. were going to go so deep with it.